Hey, welcome to Mosaic Midweek, a series of videos designed to help you follow Jesus. Our hope, our desire as a church is to help you be an apprentice, a follower of Jesus. What does that mean? Well, we want to be intentional about being with Jesus so that we can become like Jesus and then ultimately do the things that Jesus did. Another way of saying that is to do what Jesus would do if he lived in your neighborhood, if he walked in your shoes, if he worked at your place of employment, what would Jesus do? That's our goal, that's our desire. As a church, we wanna help you in that. So right now, we have been journeying through the Gospel of John, and we find ourselves now in chapter four. On Sunday, we covered the first part of it. Now we're going to uh, finish up the last part of John chapter four. So go ahead and grab your scripture journals uh, and join with us as we dive into the last part of John chapter four today. Well, on Sunday, I covered the first part of John chapter 4, which honestly is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's this story of Jesus. He's journeying with his disciples from Judea in the south up to Galilee in the north, and it says that he must pass through Samaria. And what's interesting is that most Jewish people didn't do that. They went around Samaria the long way. But Jesus goes where most others don't go. And then he encounters this woman, this woman who is hurting and broken and has issues with men and religion. And then Jesus reveals that he knows her hurts, her pain, her brokenness. But then he reveals that he is the long-awaited Messiah, the one who can bring healing to her. And then Jesus invites her into a relationship with him to drink deeply of the living water that only comes through Jesus. And then he invites his disciples to join in with the harvest. And many, many Samaritans end up believing in Jesus and give him this title that was a title for Caesar, that Jesus is the savior of the world. And so now let's continue on as Jesus is journeying with his disciples from Judea in the south where Jerusalem was, up, he's gone through Samaria, and now he's back to Galilee in the north. John chapter 4, verse 46. So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. If you remember that from chapter 2, the first sign, where Jesus turns the water into wine, about 180 gallons of it. What an amazing, generous gift to this young uh, married couple. And he shows his glory by doing that sign, and then he shows his grace by kind of saving this young couple from the embarrassment that they would have been under and saying that I have come to bring true festival joy, that this sign is revealing who I am, that I am the Christ and I'm calling you into a divine marriage with me. We see that at the end of the story of the Bible, it's a wedding feast between Jesus, the bridegroom, and us, the church, the bride. But to get to that wedding, that time of ultimate fulfillment of peace and joy, Jesus is first going to have to go to the cross. In order for us to drink deeply of his life and joy, he first is going to have to drink of the suffering of the wrath of God on the cross. And so that is where his mind and his focus is. Well, now he's back in that same region of, of Cana. 
and at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. This is an important man. He had servants. He uh, was at a high official. He was used to telling people what to do and them obeying him. And it says that his son was ill, was very ill, even to the point of death. In this culture, sons were super important. I mean, they loved all their kids, but they loved their sons even more. Perhaps was what was the oldest son. Perhaps he had the uh, the birthright. So this father is so worried. And so he journeys 20 miles from Capernaum to where Jesus is near Cana through rocky, hilly country. That probably was a couple days journey. And it says that when this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him this 20-mile journey, and asked him, Jesus, to come down, down towards the sea where Capernaum, where he lived, and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Jesus is saying, hey, you've heard me do the signs and wonders that I, I turned the water into wine. You've heard me go down to Jerusalem and clean up the temple and these different miracles that I've done. Unless you see these signs, you're not going to believe. And the official said to him, sir, Come down before my child dies. Now, in the Greek here, the Aramaic here, he is giving a command to Jesus. This official is used to ordering people around, but he's actually ordering Jesus around. See, he thinks maybe perhaps Jesus is just another holy man, another rabbi, another teacher. And he's like, hey, come down to my house before my child dies. But Jesus said to him, go your son will live. This man gives Jesus a command. And so Jesus is like, no, I'm going to give you a command. Go, your son will live. Now imagine you're this father. You've journeyed 20 miles through hilly country to find Jesus, this person that you know has the power to heal and to do signs and wonders. And you're saying, hey, my son is dying. Will you come with me to my house? Please heal him. And Jesus is like, go, your son's going to be okay. What would you do? See, Jesus intentionally put himself between the man and the miracle. He intentionally put himself between the man and the miracle so that this man had to come to Jesus first. And so that man now is left with a choice. Am I going to believe the words of Jesus? Am I going to believe this is the Messiah who not only brings healing in his wings and his robes, but actually He's not confined to one place, but he can speak the word and 20 miles away, my son can be healed. You know, he wanted to bring Jesus to his house. He wanted to bring the miracle with him, but now Jesus is saying, go. And so this man is at a crossroads. What would you do? Maybe a child or a spouse or someone you love is is sick in need of healing. And you go to Jesus, you're like, come with me to my house. And Jesus is like, no, just go. They will be healed. Are you going to trust Jesus? Are you going to take him at his word? That's where this man is at. What is he going to do? Is he going to believe? Is he not? (laughs) What is he going to do? The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. And as he was going down, back towards home, down towards the sea, his servants met him on this 20-mile journey and told him that his son was recovering. He's healed. He's getting better. They're celebrating. And so the man, he asked him, about the hour when he began to get better, his son. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever had left him. And the father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. He's like, wow, the very hour that Jesus had spoken to me that I need to go, that my son is going to live, 
that's when he got better. And he himself believed and all his household. And this was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. So Jesus reveals who he is in these signs. It's not just miracles, but it's a revealing of who he is. In the first sign, he revealed that he has come to bring life and joy. This wine is the symbol of, of joy that he comes to bring. And now in the second sign, he reveals that he is the healer, not confined to one place, one time, but at a word, he can heal 20 miles away. That he is the bringer of healing. He is the Messiah. Because of that, this man and his whole household, which is his wife, kids, probably all his servants, those who lived with him as an important man, they all believed and followed Jesus, became apprentices of Jesus. What is it right now that you need healing, you need guidance, you need a word from Jesus? Do you believe him that he has the power to heal at a word? Will you trust him for your miracle even when you don't see it? Are you going to take him at his word and take that step of faith to move towards your miracle by trusting in Jesus? Jesus loves you so much. He came to bring life and joy. And he doesn't want us to just seek after the signs and the wonders, but he wants us to seek after him. That as his apprentices, we want to sit at his feet. We want to spend time with him every day by getting in his word, by spending time in prayer, by you know setting aside three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes of, of silence and just saying, Jesus, I'm here to meet with me, meet with you. Just recenter my heart and mind as, as I as I come to you. And as we meet with Jesus, as as we are with him, he'll begin to change us and we're gonna become like him. We will grow in compassion for others. We will grow in our ability to love and show grace and not be easily offended and, and not be so self-centered or so greedy with our time, so greedy with our money, our possessions. You know, not uh, say that, yeah, I, we have to do this for me, but we're looking out for others. That we are bringing healing with us. We're bringing love. We're bringing blessing that we are bringing hospitality. We're reaching out to our neighbors and, and friends. And we're saying, friends, this is a safe place where, where you can have love and community and friendship. And our lives are changed and transformed as we are with Jesus. And then we become like him and we begin to do what Jesus did. We begin to bring healing. We bring, begin to bring joy where we go. We begin to bring justice when we see injustice. We speak life to the powerful like Nicodemus in chapter 3 and the powerless like the Samaritan woman in chapter 4. Because all are worthy of love and grace of God and, and we are Jesus' ambassadors. So this week, may you trust in Jesus. Even when you don't see that miracle yet, may you take him at his word and trust him. May you then become like Jesus and start to bring healing where you go. Start to bring love and compassion for those who are hurting and broken. Well, this Sunday, we take a little break from our journey through John. We're gonna do a football Sunday because it's Super Bowl Sunday. And then next week is Valentine's Day. So we're gonna do a little relationship seminar. Then we'll be back in John chapter five, the week of February 21st. So have a great week. We'll see you then.